welcome welcome back welcome to another episode of flowers from natives this is yak and we're super excited to be joined by a very special guest this week miss injetta from bear nutrition and herbs i know i said we'd get together on the first of the new year but wanted to make sure we could we could come back with with a bang and i think you'll see we did just that so this episode is airing just two days after the riots at the u.s capitol and so although we plan to focus just on health and nutrition you'll see that we we couldn't pass up the opportunity to touch on such a pressing and important topic so consider this a double episode for us not getting together from last week hope you guys enjoy and we'll just jump right in with the show hello hey how are you I'm well. Um, how are you? I'm good. I'm hanging in there with all this craziness that's going on. Yeah, yeah, I bet. I bet. Now you you still reside in within DC, right? Yep. I had to drive past that to get home from work yesterday. Yesterday. Okay. So, yes, yeah, so I I went it, through Maryland and came back around. Okay. Did it look crazy? Was it was it as bad as it looked on TV? No, the like the I didn't go anywhere close, but the side, you know, all the neighborhoods and stuff are still operational as normal. Mm-hmm. Um, they blocked off a lot of streets, though. I mean, even like even before all that was happening, um, they had sent that out. Cause I know even for work for me, you had to um, they sent stuff out so that you know don't even try to come in at all, which was good. Okay, um, I have to say, Muriel Bowser did a good job. And it was a little, you know, the streets were a little more quiet, of course. But when it when everything was going down, yeah, you know, I was at work and we we had patients and we didn't know anything was going on. Then all of a sudden, one person was like, "Oh my God, they're charging the capital!" <laughs> and so we were like, "What?" Yeah. So it was just crazy. So we had to come up with a new plan, get the patients home, get everybody yeah. off. All it was just messy. Yeah. And, that's um, that's yeah. big. There's there's two DCs. Yep. Right. There's just two DCs that people don't realize at all. Cause and it's funny because I was um my girls the the reason we, I had to get on so late is my girls have gymnastics and they um so when we, we come down East Capitol Street from Maryland through in East Capitol Street straight in and when you get to the top of this one hill you can see the you can see you know how. LaFont and Banneker lined everything up. You could see the Capitol and the Washington environment lined up right from East, far East Capitol, like right after you hit Southern Avenue. Yeah. So, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's amazing that literally this, that, the, the building could have been burning yesterday. And, but you could see it. It's, it's amazing. It's totally different. It was very calm where I was, no, no issues. And I was thinking, it's amazing that all this stuff is going on and I'm listening to like BBC radio and NPR and they're all like talking about it in these terms where it seems so crazy and wild, but it's like, I'm like, wow, I'm in the city and it's really calm. 
<laughs> yeah, we Yvonne and I were were talking about how we could talk for probably hours about about that because um, it it is just absolutely it's surreal. It's it's just surreal, especially being from DC and living mm-hmm. and how hearing other people's comments about why this is this way or why didn't this happen and this and that and and not really having an understanding about how DC is set up and mm-hmm. why, why it's the way that it is, its limitations with the law enforcement and it, you know it, yeah it's a it's a history lesson it, it's a it's a history lesson and it's really crazy because um just what you're saying what we last year we went to the um climate change march and this is how like whatever happened at the capitol yesterday the capitol police i'm sorry i don't care what anybody says based on my experiences down on the mall uh-huh. on the Capitol. They're all one and the same. The who, the insurrectionists, protesters, whatever you want to call them. They yeah. are the Capitol the Capitol police are them and they are because they let me just tell you when we went down to the peaceful march that we went to for the um climate change, do you know when we were just sitting on a wall, not even looking at the Capitol, okay? Oh, yeah. Like our back was to the Capitol. It was just so many people and you were standing all day. People wanted to sit on this little wall uh-huh. and they were like, get off that wall, move. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah. I've, I've heard people say like, you know, I was I was down there playing with my kids, throwing a Frisbee and they ran us off like dogs. Yes, like, you can't do anything. So the fact that they let these people walk up there, that's your people. Those are your people clearly. Listen, because I talked to Umi today, and you know, Umi used to work on Capitol Hill all those mm-hmm. years. I was so interested in hearing her commentary. The first thing she said was, "Yeah, I mean, that was an inside job." So and I have to take it with a grain of salt when I talk to Umi because she can tend to be a little bit <laughs> dream in her views. But I had to think. I had to think about it. She was like that. They are all the same. Kind of speaking to what you were saying, like it, she, it, it, you know, it made you wonder. It, it did. It made you wonder, like how many of them sympathized with, with all that was going on. Yeah. And Jada, first of all, it's good to hear your voice. Oh, oh yeah. Hey. Oh yeah. Let's let's. Hey, <laughs> let me let me jump in. Look, I've been waiting like double dutch. Like, all right, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. All right, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Welcome, Vaughn. What, what I was going to say is um, I absolutely agree um, with Omi. And I said that earlier. I was like, there's no way that this wasn't an inside job. Like, the um, to Tangetta's point earlier, like, um, I mean, there are countless reports, not, not even just like the Black Lives Matter um, how, how they responded to the Black Lives, you know, to the protesters in Black Lives uh, Matter Plaza this summer. Um, a friend of mine put, uh, sent me an article earlier today of the way um, that they pretty much assaulted this uh, mentally challenged women woman a few years ago. I mean, yeah. like, you know, they go hard in pain. Like, yep. So, so no, I mean, like, they, they totally... Um, and and I don't I'm 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 not blaming um a lot 
the police officers. Um, I'm sure some of them feel like that that's their bo- like they agree. So I, I don't I don't want to absolve them from all blame, but I believe you know the onus is more on the leadership. Like somebody told yeah. me not to. I mean, like a lot of them didn't even have their guns, right? They were they they weren't in riot gear, like somebody told them to stand down um i saw a video today where they literally opened up the barricade and just let folks in there so yeah some, something was definitely going on where they was just like you know what we it, it was almost like it was a staged event i mean even if you saw some of the pictures like how did did they just allow for the journalists to be in here like i were, was wondering like the same thing like these were iphone pictures right these were like straight up uh, you know, with the Nikon 5500 <laughs> camera, yeah, like it was like it was staged, so yeah, yeah, it, it's hard not to be um cynical about it, you know, it's hard not to be cynical about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to give so much benefit of the doubt, you know, but yeah, then I, at the wow. same time, I don't want to be naive. <laughs> wow, wow, I'm. I don't know, man. I'm just built that way. I'm I'm really like I, I extend benefit of the doubt first. I, uh, I, I extend benefit of the doubt for if there is not already a pattern of lying, of lies and deceit. Mm-hmm. And all mm-hmm. that has shown us was lies is lies and deceit. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think if you grew up like in, in any other city that you would be as that you'd have the eye, that you'd like have your ear and your eye tuned to like all that's going on, like that you'd be, I don't want to use the word cynical per se, but that you'd be tuned into what's happening. And, and like, would you have a different look on it, you think, if you hadn't grown up in, in Washington area? Uh, I mean, I think it depends, right? Um, it's, you know, in a lot of ways, we, grew up in a bubble um and Mm -hmm. you know we've had these conversations before where like there were a lot of things that we were sheltered from because we grew up at the peak of chocolate city Um, yes yes (laughs) and and so um there's always this demarcation between our local politics and the federal politics so not only this demarcation but there's this tension between the mm-hmm. local and the federal in the federal politics um mm-hmm. and so i um i believe that that certainly shows up because we grew up in washington dc um but i would suppose that in most major urban cities um you know a lot of people would be in tune um with you know what's going on politically both locally and um you know at the federal level and and then i would also add uh, I think as we've gotten older, um, we find that these policies that are put in place both locally and federally have much more of an impact on us where it causes us to be even that much more in tune. But that's mm-hmm. just my thoughts. What are you thinking, Jennifer? Well, yeah, I totally agree with you about the, the sheltering from growing up at the peak of D.C. being a predominantly African-American city. I didn't like I didn't even understand I guess I I probably still don't really understand because I still live here like I feel so blessed I don't think 
I would be a shell of a person <laughs> if I had not had, first of all, if I had not gone to a historically black college, <laughs> that I would just be a shell of a person. And then I don't know if, I don't know if I would, and I'm, when I say shell of a person, I'm talking about my physical and emotional body would be mm -hmm. really, really in bad shape right now if I had not grown up in a city that had even if it's not predominant even if it wasn't predominantly black but a city that has enough people of color to hold non-people of color in check and I say that because I do believe you had there has to be a balance this country is so all over the place in terms of its historical start that um, just like when I was living in Hyattsville, it, it really made me notice um, because Hyattsville is like 30, 30, 30. It's like 30% black, 30% Hispanic, 30% white. Mm -hmm. and, and I feel like people don't come, people in the city, they're, you know, the different groups hold each other kind of accountable. So you're not going to do all this. You're not going to do this. You're not going to do that. Versus, yeah. I, so and I think because you have that, um, that sense of being able to speak up and say what's really on your mind, you know, to an extent. I mean, I was listening yeah. to someone talk today on, um, I want to say it was fresh air or something, but they were saying um, that what this whole thing showed us, this whole insurrection on the Capitol was that, oh, it's Ibram X. Kendi, he was saying this. He was saying that Black people in this country just have never really been free because you can't even yeah. freely speak and freely protest and yeah. freely speak your mind yeah. to the extent that they were able to freely just like, yeah. we're here in jeans. Some people even say, you can't even go into Capitol. You'll get reprimanded for wearing jeans in the Capitol. Right, right. And they well, had not, costumes. They had crazy looking costumes on. That's right. And like, <laughs> I mean, it was just <laughs> insane. But I guess my point is, you don't realize the all that you got from being able to be in a place where you could celebrate being black. You didn't have to realize that being black. I'm being honest. When I grew up, I, I thought the best authors were black. I thought, and not because yeah. I was brainwashed to think. It's it's just that's how we were raised. You read black literature, and they were awesome writers, and that. So when I'm not joking, in ninth grade, I my my teacher gave me a book to read that was not by an African American author, and I was like <laughs> shocked that the person could write. <laughs> like I was like, what? So I, just to be able to be raised with that level of consciousness that you are the center of the universe. Yeah. And when I found when I used to hear people say minority on the on the. TV, I was like, who are they talking about? Right, they're not talking about me. <laughs> but, and then when you realize, oh, like, I don't know how, who I would be, how I would be. I would just, I think I would really be a basket case if I hadn't had that, um, just that warmth of just being held up. Uh, that foundation. Yeah. Yeah. You, you got those pillars, that foundation sort of hope that even that idea of being a minority, I, I've said to this day, even moving to to the Midwest, I tell people and I don't care what the setting is um, as far you know, by numbers, I'm a minority here in the Midwest. But 
I, I always tell people if the topic comes up and we're talking about something like that, I've never felt like a minority. I've never, I've never felt like a minority. And I don't care where I am. I still don't. It's that feeling of I've got numbers. Mm-hmm. I got, we got numbers. And, and so that speaks to that earlier thing when you talked about like 30 in Highsville, 30, 30, 30. You know, people are able to 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 have a voice and speak up and say what's on their mind because they know they got numbers, right? Right to back them up. And I think yesterday's events, people do different things when they when they feel like they got numbers and when they know they got numbers. And those folks felt like they had numbers and they could do whatever they want from tearing Pelosi sign off the wall to putting the dirty boots up on the desk, you know. This is our house, yeah. you yep. know, and they really believe that because they had those yeah, numbers. I mean, I, 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 I'm going to push back on that a little bit. And I believe that because like yesterday was, uh, was white privilege on steroids, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like it was less about them feeling like they have numbers and more about this, their, this entitlement that they have had since birth that they can do whatever they want to do and I mm-hmm. dare somebody to challenge me on it right it's a it's birthright absolutely. absolutely and 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 yesterday was not shocking for black america right now i mean don't get me wrong like it was a little bit crazy to actually see a siege on the capitol but the fact that like white people could be crazy enough to go and do something like this no like this is like yeah we've been trying to tell y'all like all of this rhetoric this is what's going to happen and like it it wasn't no big shock for me it wasn't a shock to see the difference in how the police were treating this 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 mob these terrorists right versus you know how they treat us when we are just uh, silently protesting. Yeah. 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 Yeah, man. Yeah, like I said, we could go on. You know, it's it's crazy. I, I didn't even want to get in the way of the conversation because it's, it's like, it's relevant, right? It's relevant. It's, it's important. Um, um, yeah, we hadn't even gotten to, like, we do things so backwards on here sometimes. We hadn't even introduced <laughs> introduced so so Jetta, just so you know and, and i wanted to get to that piece too like even saying your name so let me make sure that i'm because i know you as yeah. Yeah, yeah but i've been i've been watching like some of some of the posts and some of your your nice advertisements for the bare nutrition nerves and and you pronounce it differently you say it differently and i'm looking at the screen like huh? Huh? right i'm gonna tell you behind that and it, and it it all comes down to i hate to say it but in this country it's, it always it comes down to race and i'm gonna tell you why i go by jerry now so um yeah so everyone who knows me prior to me moving to baltimore and living and working in baltimore for about about eight years knows me as injetta and then everybody like everyone from baltimore and then me moving back to dc knows me as in jerry and the reason is i was working with when i got to baltimore so <laughs> when i got to baltimore people mutilated my name so poor badly i just was like 
I, I, I couldn't take it. And then I even had someone say something real crazy out their mouth. And I was like, you know, so that I don't go off on somebody. Let me just, yeah. I said, do it phonetically. And it even got to the point I had people just, just call me Jay, but the initial of my last name, because I was so sick of it. Mm. Um, so yeah, because it's really pronounced in Jede, but um, I just do it phonetically now just because it's easier for people when they when they meet me but you can call me Injetta because everybody still calls me my family calls me Injetta isn't it sad that yeah, that has to be like we just Injetta or Injetta like that that we gotta slow you know like water it down and make it plain or make it simple for people just because they don't want to take the time to say oh no name. they were taking the time they were just saying crazy stuff like I can't even say it on the. I, don't, I can't even say what they were saying. <laughs> it was so ridiculous, Listen, and I was just like, you preach it to the "Okay, you preach it to the choir." You know, you, you preach it to the choir. You know how many times I've said, "You know what? Um, I'm gonna change my name to Bob <laughs> because people will look at my name. It is phonetically mm -hmm. correct. Say the craziest, craziest stuff. Put letters in there that aren't even I in there. I believe it. So. So okay, so are you you're okay with with yeah, Jetta? I'm totally okay with it. <laughs> Your mama called okay. you Jetta. Great. I'm gonna call you Jetta. She does. Yeah. yeah. But the, you know the okay. other thing, I mean, Yvonne, I I asked my mother. I'm like, how did you get in Jetta out of out of N J E R? How did you get that? And she's like, oh, you just made it up when you were about five or six. Are you serious? <laughs> They, that's what Vaughn and I said excuse me <laughs> so I was like um so it is really pronounced like Njitta right mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. I guess my mom just let me go just call me and, and that sounds like some crazy mess I would have done as a child, little <laughs> child and she just let me roll yeah. with it but when she after she told me that I was like I was also that that's another reason I was a little more prone to be like, well, I don't mind doing it phonetically. And then I had met um because it's a Kenyan name, it's a Kukuyu name. Yeah. That's the Kukuyu uh ethnic group is the opposite of the Luo in Kenya. Like so Obama's Luo and the Kukuyu are the other big ethnic group in Kenya. Mm -hmm. And so I met mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, a lot of Kenyans and they're like and they would they would say Injeri. But the N is really kind of mm -hmm. silent. And it's like it's like jetty, yeah. and so they would they were like, oh, it's a really common name in Kenya, and then I was like, well, if they're cool with Jerry, I mean, you know, I'll do it. So, so here's the funny thing, yeah. Devin, yeah. is you are the first person that I met with that name, and anytime I see it spelled, I don't care how they pronounce it, <laughs> I'm always going to think about how what how your name was, you know, what I called you. Uh huh. And so like that's that's my first. So to, to hear your story about like your mom telling you you just made it up, that's like hilarious. <laughs> everybody that I mean, it's not that many people that I meet with that name, but like you know any you know with Facebook, anytime I see it spelled like that's the you know that's how it's phonetically said in my yeah. head. That's it. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. That's that's crazy. Yeah. 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 You broke the, broke the mold on that. That's everybody else officially with that name that's how wow okay i might have to go back i might tell people look i go to work tomorrow they'll be looking say, at me sideways are you trying to say my name <laughs> exactly <laughs> I, I need to that's right all right so so although we we know you right we know you how, let's see 
Eight, seven, eight, seven. I'm trying to count don't the years. It. I don't, don't want do to age. Oh, man. 30 plus. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. But, but, and Jenna, introduce yourself for people who, who may not be familiar with you. So, my name is Injetta, uh, also in Jerry. You'll see it in all my little posts. It's always in Jerry. Um, and I am a DC native and, uh, Let's see, I am a nutritionist and um, a registered dietitian and an herbalist. And I have been working in this field for 20 years now. Well, sometimes when I say 20 years, I'm like, oh my gosh. But that's what I've been doing for the last 20 years. Yeah, and and also a, a HU graduate. Yes, I am an HU graduate, oh, went to Howard um, and had a wonderful experience there. and. Um, I'm just thankful I was able to have that experience and just, you know, be lifted up in that way. Um, what mm -hmm. else? I've worked all throughout the, this region. Um, and then I also now the last several years, I started a company called Bear Nutrition and Herbs and I do, I make herbal products and I do nutrition consultations and, um, I host different nutrition and detox groups and I have clients from all over the world really I have, have some clients from Australia some in France the majority though are in the United States but we do a lot of virtual um, education and counseling things like that so anyone is welcome so Angela, if, if, if I yeah. could jump in could you talk a little bit about um, like was this something that you wanted to do from the time you were a kid or like you know at what point in your life or what was the trajectory for you to find yourself um doing what you are doing right now and, and before you answer that before you answer that Angela, full transparency like you you let me go to the prom you, you accompanied me to the prom i had a kente <laughs> we <on> did. <laughs> that's the most important of all what is the that that is the most important i i don't know why i didn't say that oh because you wanted to talk about how you wanted to have this charity case you are a really sweet person <laughs> you know what i've never paid you the ten dollars for taking you so no you. You look know, at that time he was really uh a uh, shy guy you know because I, I didn't go i know you i didn't go special. to my front you didn't no 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 i only went i only went to to yours I didn't. I couldn't go to my prom nobody would uh go with me. um why didn't you ask why didn't i go why didn't you ask me Oh, that's right. You must have been before. You would. You didn't want to go to Woodson. I'm gonna just put it. Put it. Just, oh, seriously. You didn't want to go there. <laughs> to the Tower of Power. I didn't want to go to their prom. I don't blame her. I wouldn't you, want you to go to Woodson prom No, nah, you know, as 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 cranking as we were, you wouldn't okay. want to go to that. So, how did you enjoy the Banneker prom? Uh, oh, it on was lovely boat. on the boat. I never thought about. Yeah, that was that actually was a really good idea. It was nice. It made it made proms yeah. not it made it not feel stale and cliche. It was it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. But I know Vaughn asked an important question. He used all these big words and everything. Vaughn, you need to ask your question again. <laughs> no, I asked her <laughs> how did she find herself doing the work that she's doing, Bama. Yeah, so <laughs> I um so it's funny because I was actually um I I danced for a long time mm -hmm. and um I, I was 
I took ballet at Jones Haywood School of Ballet in DC. It's, it's pretty well known. And um, so when I, like, I would always, when I got to college, uh, I minored in dance. And then I would always be, you know, reading up on ways to have more energy, ways to, you know, stay fit and have whatever. And so I would always find myself reading up on nutrition stuff. Um, but in addition to that, like the way my mother and my family raised us, I'm gonna tell you the one thing um, that my mother always spent money on food. <laughs> like we did not have anything name brand in terms of clothes. <laughs> we shopped at thrift stores, um, everything, you know, it was, that just was not the important thing, but my mother would spend money on like real good quality food on a regular basis. Like healthy food. Yeah, healthy real food, healthy food. Right? And like my healthy. mother cooked dinner from scratch every night nice. growing up. And my mother is a, a phenomenal Listen, cook. I can speak to that. that. That was the first time I had ever either heard of or had couscous and i'm probably still saying it wrong that's right yeah i mean she <laughs> she made and i didn't understand like what she i just was like eh, it's just food it's my mind okay i didn't understand it until more people started coming over to our house and they were like they'd be like is your mother cooking something uh what, what do y'all have and they would strategically try to come over when the meals would be prepared but um she was so she was always really into it good cooking, healthy eating, all that kind of stuff. And um, and so that always just rubbed off on, on me. And it's funny because I always thought that that came from my mom, which it did, but just studying local regional history, food history, like Virginia has a really strong African-American culinary culture mm -hmm. that is whole foods, plant foods, primary source food based. And um, it's amazing because my family is, my mother's from Lynchburg, Virginia. So like the Southwestern Virginia, the mountain area. And my dad is from wow. Chesapeake, Virginia. And so my dad's side of the family, my, my grandfather, he would have this, um, he had a garden that was like, <laughs> oh my God, it was like, football field okay of yeah. like fresh produce all the time and then you know he would send yeah. greens and produce up to the up the east coast to the family you know we would be in dc people in new jersey people further up and so you always had fresh food fresh produce and it was just normal so mm -hmm. i feel like that was my base yeah. And then when I got to college, I was mm. always reading on nutrition, but I was actually an engineering major for two years. Why I did that, mm. I don't know. <laughs> so, but I was I was in chemical engineering for two years, and I realized. Um, but all my free time, I was reading about nutrition and dance and blah blah blah. And then I finally realized. I said, "Oh my God!" I took this systems engineering course. And I didn't know what was going on in that course. I don't know how I got, I don't know how I made it through that course, but I was like, once I took that course, I said, I don't think engineering is for me. Cause I was like, if I'm going to have to do this every day in my profession and work with it, I was like, yeah. this is not going to be pretty. <laughs> so I had a friend who was also a, she was a dance minor and she was like, 
um, and she was a nutrition major. And she was like, well, why don't you switch to nutrition? Because you can transfer all your chemistry credits over there. Because I had a whole bunch of chemistry credits and I didn't want to lose them. So I was like, oh, okay. So literally that that is how I switched to wow. nutrition at Howard. And I just, you know, stayed in the program. And um, the rest is history. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, you know, yeah. I, you didn't take me to the prom, but one of the things that we do have in common was I was an engineering major too. And I spent about two years and I was like, yeah, this isn't for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I think it was just the thing for us to do back then, right? Like engineering seemed like the really awesome, amazing yeah. uh, thing to say. Yeah, yeah, because I was yeah, in the yeah, engineering yeah. program. Yeah. I was, yeah. I, was yeah. gonna, I was gonna say though, um, you, you mentioned your grandfather like having this farm and it's really interesting to me how um like we've got this whole movement around community gardens and uh you know uh, like plots in people's yards uh, and things of that nature and it's almost like where folks want to make it like this new this new thing um and i'm like we're really just going back to our roots though like this isn't something that is new to us like we have been uh, mm -hmm. uh harvesting food and and growing food like from the beginning of time um i think the difference is mm -hmm. um back then it was a necessity um they mm -hmm. had to do it you know where we didn't have like the grocery stores but so like even in my work um i live in four days which is a food desert for those that don't know what a food desert is um it, it, it is a large or it's an area or a community where there's not a lot of access to healthy foods. And so, for example, we have about 75,000 residents in Ward 8 and there's one grocery store. Um, yeah. And so because of that, um, um, so in lieu of that, we have what's called a lot of corner stores that just sell like junk. Um, and this is what a lot of the residents, you know, have to go to go to because they don't have the transportation to get to uh, like the grocery stores that have have you know more of those healthy products um, and so what we have done is worked a lot with some faith-based organizations to build like raised beds and teach people how to grow their own produce um, you know and, and, and provide that to the residents so that they can so that they can have access to healthy foods but you know I say all that to say but this isn't like new stuff these are this is really just us connecting back mm -hmm. to our roots absolutely yeah yeah that was very well said yeah because there um that's one of the things that always perplexed me when when i would hear you know all these stories oh you know uh black people don't eat well they're always they they're always eating chips and this and that okay in maybe a very small microcosm of where we are today right but historically our like i always tell people when this detox group that i do there and a lot of the people that I work with, I tell them we had that how I got over food, how we made it over is because we all those so-called scraps yeah. and those organ meats, those are the foods that have all of the nutrients that the mitochondria of every mm. cell, which is basically the Pepco or the powerhouse of every cell in our bodies. Mm. It has those key nutrients that that uh, keep your body going. And it's all in those organ meats. And think about it like 
the the flesh of an animal that's the least nutrient dense part of the animal it's the bone and the organ meats are what if you want to stay alive that's what you should be eating so when you say organ heart liver kidney uh intestines all all of that are you telling us that chitlins are good for us i'm telling you that all of these foods have things like coenzyme a coenzyme q10 um alpha lipoic acid they have all these these main nutrients that are needed for I, I i hate to be real technical but that electron transport train no, no. Uh, chain which basically is is the transfer of electrons that provides the energy to make this thing called atp um and it's mm-hmm. the adenosine triphosphate and that is that atp that is gives us the energy to make our bodies move every single day this is amazing. and so as far as i'm concerned all of the the things that we you know cooking a pot of greens with pot liquor and you put a a a, a neck bone in it yeah, yeah that's a bone broth and so now you're getting the glutamine from the bone and you're getting all this protein out of the bone and these all the minerals the trace minerals that make every enzyme reaction in the body work to me those are the how i got over foods yeah. so i mean that's like part of our history this is so, this is amazing to me, and the reason why is I didn't have the science behind it, right? But I talk about both of my great grandmothers, who both lived to oh, to at least a hundred years old, mm-hmm. and how both of them ate pork probably every day. Like I haven't eaten red meat or pork for the last shoot twenty five years, but I talk about how both of them ate pork every day, and like they were fine right they would get around and I always just I thought to myself like well oftentimes they were raising these pigs or they were like fresh Mm -hmm. and so it didn't have a lot of the chemicals and stuff that we have in our foods now and that's Mm -hmm. what I attributed to in in addition to how they were always working and always moving and so they didn't Mm -hmm. have a sedentary lifestyle Um, Mm -hmm. all of what you're sharing right now is just like kind of amazing to, to hear about how all of these, um, how how these, what you call them, these organ foods? Is that what you call what you call? Yeah. Them? How these organ foods have, you know, can can really be beneficial for us in a lot. Yeah, of and and even like a lot of the foods that we always consider like these are the cheaper foods you could get. Um, sardines, they have the same thing. Mm. Oysters. Man, about sardines and nobody else in the house likes them. I mean I they and that's the way to go and you know it's a small fish so it has a, a lower load of toxicity but Vaughn you're absolutely right like so in terms of like what you saw with your grandmother your great grandmother and all that um it's that toxic load so you're absolutely right the when animals are raised in a way where they're not getting hormones and antibiotics and we're not getting um toxins from um just environmental toxins that could be coming in through the water um through because the the soil in the united states has been depleted of the trace minerals since like the 50 for the last 50 years Mm -hmm. those trace minerals are the the key pieces that allow like i said a lot of the cellular reactions to happen so if you don't have those minerals if they're not in the soil they're not going to be in our food and then if it's not in the food it's not going to be in us Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. If it's not an us, it's not going to make the cell work the way it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. But in addition, when those minerals are not in the soil, this is how we end up getting massive amounts of like of uh, heavy metals like arsenic that get into rice and different um, other crops and foods that we eat. So like we want to take in zinc, selenium and all those kind of things because those are magnesium. Those are big, those big minerals that we need to make everything work in our bodies. But we don't need things like arsenic. And when the soil's depleted, it makes, instead of those plants taking in those trace minerals, instead it'll take in a lot more arsenic. And this is how we're getting all these different, the rices out here that have like these really massive levels of arsenic in it. Mm. And the crazy thing is arsenic blocks cellular, the, the receptors for like having even insulin and glucose link up. So you wonder why people are diabetic or overweight. It's these this toxicity <laughs> that's coming from the food sources that our grandparents and, and great grandparents didn't have to contend with yeah. because there was more balance all throughout the whole entire ecosystem of, you know, from planting to you you know to to eating our food and raising our animals. Um, so that's one of the biggest reasons why I do. I started doing these um, thirty day detoxes. And I do them quarterly because I was realizing I would have a lot of clients um, that would come in. And they really didn't have huge problems on the surface. A lot of them wouldn't be massively overweight or anything like that. But I had so many pre-diabetics, yeah. uh, cholesterol high, and like, and fairly young. Yeah. And so when we start really going into it, like the research today really even shows you can be overweight. And as long as you're not toxic, you don't have all these toxins in your body, you're morbidity or the the mortality uh risk is very low it's when you have obese and you have toxins all and these toxins are coming from everywhere they're coming from the fast fashion that we wear so the toxins that are in the cotton the pesticide residues on all of our food and the our grandparents and great-grandparents they would they were eating organic. Like now we have to choose organic because we're trying to just get the same level of food that they were eating. And so they were already eating organic because the, the practices that were farming practices, you didn't have these big agribusinesses that were with all these pesticides. So all of those things are leading into people having all these different chronic diseases. Yeah. So it's that toxin level that's the most important thing to to be mindful of. I want you to go back to the the whole. Did you say something about the clothes that oh, we're wearing yeah. and how the clothes, the that. cosmetics? So, for instance, cotton is one of the uh, most heavily sprayed. Um, it's heavily sprayed with pesticides. So, if you're not wearing organic cotton, <laughs> all of those residues are on your biggest organ, your skin. Mm. Then plus, if it's dyed See, and it's nah. and it's dyed with you know toxic chemicals, you're gonna take all that in too. Mm. Um, what? How my clothes? How do I know, like, if it's organic well, if it's not. not labeled organic, it's not organic. 
<laughs> I guarantee you. So you have to actually seek out. I can't work. So this is why to um same thing with like your um furniture. There's a lot of this is why you you can see some of the labeling. Have you ever seen like suitcases and chairs they're like cannot be sold in California because California has stricter rules for the type of toxins that can come in because you can sit on that chair and it's all kind of dye formaldehyde particle board this is why people have asthma um not that's not the only reason but can trigger asthma can it can trigger you know inflammatory responses that increase the risk of having autoimmune issues also anything plastic if you are storing anything plastic in terms i mean anything with fat in it particularly like foods in plastic containers you're Yes, you're taking like in tupper. all of those uh these those forever toxins. So I would encourage if this is piquing your interest, you should definitely do our 30-day detox. This is why I do I put this out there. I was like, "Oh my god. I could tell people how to eat all day long, but if your toxins don't get removed, what are you doing?" <laughs> Look, you on hit drop yeah. stuff. I'm like top, I'm like organic clothes. Close. Like, oh yeah. I've never even yeah. thought about that. It's it's crazy yeah. because um when I used to work with youth groups, um, and I would talk to them about foods that they're eating, right? And like I might talk to them about eating organic food. And for the most part, they would just be like, Ugh, I don't like organic food. And I'm like, wait, what do you mean you don't like organic food? And they're like, oh, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's horrible. And I'm like, well, where are you having organic food? And they're like, you know, at school, we have to eat the organic food. Now, mind you, back then, this is during the Obama years where okay. Michelle Obama had, you know, put uh, uh, gardens at the schools and mm-hmm. the kids should be eating healthy. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, it's not because it's organic that it's nasty. I'm like, it's nasty because it's school food. All school right. nasty, right? I'm like, well, the organic just means there's no chemicals in it. And I can remember one time uh, we were growing like a um, an apple tree or something, and so uh, I took an apple off the tree and gave it to a kid, and he was like, "Am I just supposed to eat this?" And I was just like, yeah. and he was just "Like, but it's dirty." And I was like, "It's dirty." I'm like, "It's natural." What? Do you know how many chemicals that? you know, on those tree, on those apples that you get from the grocery store. Like, this is the cleanest thing that you could get. And he kind of mm. like, are you kidding me? And he took a bite of it. He's like, oh man, this is great. I'm like, exactly. Like, this, that's what a real apple should taste like. Yeah. And it's so interesting you say that about the dirt. Um, so we had, so we know just our, all of our different organs. We're aware, you know, we have a heart, we have a kidney, we have a liver, our skin, all that. But the final frontier are uh, that uh, you know a lot of um, scientists now are saying our final frontier organ system really is our microbiome, mm-hmm. and that's really the microbes that live on the skin, live inside of our, our digestive tract. They just they just live with us. But basically, they do a lot of the heavy mm-hmm. lifting of digestion, assimilation, getting inflammation down, making vitamins, all this stuff, right? And it's amazing because there is a strain of um, of probiotics that come from that are soil-based microbes that we need. 
and these soil-based microbes, we used to get them in, you know, small doses because we were, like you said, how you got the apple for him and there was still soil on it. But it's those soil-based microbes, they don't really latch on to the cells of the GI tract, but they just travel through it. But they're really key in keeping us healthy. And so a lot of times we're missing that strain. It's called the subtilis strain. It's out of the soil. But, there, but that is really important that just what you're saying, that we don't look at, oh, it's dirty. Like playing in the dirt is one of the um, reasons they're thinking people were able to not get sick for so many years. Mm. And now, you know, children don't get to play in the dirt and build that microbiome wow. to the level that it should be built to because we're not playing outside, not running through the dirt, not rolling in the dirt, using, and like after all this COVID stuff, yeah. I mean, with these hands, the hand sanitizer, the extremeness to it, oh my God, I don't know what's gonna happen. Oh my gosh. Cause that's, it's just, those are all yeah. antibiotics, you know? So. Yeah, that's why, that's why one of the things, you know, I had seen a video that you had put out um, sometime last year, I think it was right. I think when I don't know when it was recorded. It was, oh yeah, I, it was I did right it at April, the beginning yep. of the pandemic. And yeah, yeah, and you were talking about the role of gut health and the microbiome and the immune system, right? And and you were getting into some some information about you know some preventative things, right? I think, man, look, as soon as, soon as I saw the video, I went out and oh, got a whole yeah. bottle of vitamin D. Uh, and I was just listening. I was fascinated about the role because even in, in my role in, in mental health, you know, I, I understand there's that, that brain body connection. Like there's no, it, it, it's not two separate things. They're all just like, and so we, we even in, in our work talk about mm -hmm. the role of the gut in mental health, right? Anxiety and depression and some of these other things. And, and it made me so want to just learn more and more about it. And I just happened to run into your video. And there it is again, the gut, right? That mi microbiome, gut health. Talk talk a little bit about, about that, if you can, because it, it's so fascinating. I think you can talk probably for a day and it, it would still all be fascinating, but specifically tied into with what we're going through now with the pandemic, I think I just saw we hit a new number t uh, yesterday or mm -hmm. today, of like 4,000 uh, 4, deaths or something like that per day. And and one of the things that I, I always keep in mind was mm -hmm. the importance of prevention, right? Preventative medicine and, and how you see it from your perspective as a nutritionist, as someone with expertise in in herbal medicine, like talk a little bit about about how you see it in the role of the gut and and um, and the yeah, you know, how so, all that um, together. Definitely. So at the end of the day, um, the way that I was training was that um, the your GI tract is based literally your interface between you and the world. So it's everything that enters your mouth and goes through the GI tract is you basically touching whatever has been in this outside world. So 
the what you what we want to make sure that we're doing is is limiting the triggers that can cause these inflammatory responses um because at the end of the day it's that big inflammatory response that can um is the source of a lot of different chronic diseases from you know asthma to some of these autoimmune uh, diseases that people are having rheumatoid arthritis um Hashimoto's things like that um and just mm-hmm. keeping the GI tract shored up and when I say shored up I just mean preventing it from getting irritated to the point that you start to lose um the tight connections cell to cell connections and those that can start to break down on a number of different reasons and ways that we're still learning every day but some of the ones that we do know are if you're just sensitive to certain foods um that can cause it if you don't make enough stomach acid to begin with that's like the first thing if you don't make enough stomach acid um to start really breaking the food down to its smallest pieces and these uh pieces end up crossing into the small intestine and crossing these barriers and then these junctions the cell to cell junctions become weaker and long story short you can get these proteins crossing into um areas that that we don't want them to cross into and that can trigger a lot huge inflammatory responses so some of the the big things that we can use to shore up the gi tract are um using the amino acid glutamine is a key nutrient that the cells of the of the lining of the gi tract really use for tissue repair and you can get that glutamine um in this is a uh, bone broth cooking down the bones of um of good quality um meats that you're eating so you know you want to try to do no hormones no antibiotics organic if you can um then cooking those bones down and then sipping on it like literally drinking it as a tea there's tons of supplements out there now too where you can use you can they have just glutamine straight and you can take that each day one of the things that we do in in my detox is um the whole point is to get yourself into a habit of eating healthy and eating these things that shore up the GI tract. So we do use a glutamine based supplement and you do that for 30 days and it's amazing like the difference that that you feel when you're not in an inflammatory state. So that's the first thing is just trying, you know, keeping the GI tract as healthy as possible. The second piece um it we want to make sure food in food out because as as if you get constipated or you're not going to the bathroom regularly and the way that bare nutrition and herbs defines regularity and for our detoxes is going to the bathroom having a bowel movement two to three times a day mm-hmm. if you're not that's oh, what man. we're aiming for and everyone in my yeah. detox two to three times and i'm going to tell two you why three? because if you're not you are your liver is going to recycle any toxins that are not being eliminated out of the body swiftly and so that we in our lifestyle i i i don't know anybody that has the time to yeah, yeah, like I mean, you, two to three times a day you said it lifestyle is so big did you say you go two to three times go, a month absolutely that's good i'm ready that's good 
Yep. That's where you want to get. And if, and it, and so in our detox, I show you step-by-step how to get there and we use tools to get there and people feel great after, after getting there. And, but the biggest piece is we really work on increasing, um, vegetable based fiber and vegetables period like i always say humans are designed to eat vegetables no matter what i don't care what if you want to be vegan vegetarian pescatarian a meat eater i don't care just make sure you have vegetables and um just make make sure you're eating lots and lots of vegetables our teeth are designed to chew vegetables our molars were specifically designed for that yeah so we really should be aiming i always try to encourage um everyone to aim for six to nine cups of vegetables each day if you hit it great if you don't at least you aim for it and it does just going up by one cup makes a huge difference Mm. and it's that fiber that is a natural detoxifier so a lot of the those chemicals that we talked about that in terms of those pesticide residues in terms of these heavy metals these different things Fiber is a natural, it binds up these toxins. And if you can keep them flowing out of your body two to three times a day, guess what? Just by eating more vegetables and more healthy, you can start to naturally detoxify your body just on your own without having to do a whole bunch of other stuff. But in terms of um, like with the COVID, I definitely encourage, um, so just eating healthy, number one, and I was really uh, annoyed in the beginning when all this stuff was, was going down, when COVID was first, you know, being on the scene. I was annoyed that everything was, we gotta get this remdesivir, we gotta get the, how, we gotta get this, um, this antiviral, we gotta get, but I was like, how come nobody is saying anything about just boosting your immune system yeah, and correct. using, So if Injetta was was the uh, what is it the head of the um, what do you call that health and human services or uh, whatever it is in in the government right if you were overseeing whatever the federal agency is that oversees that the thing oh what wow would have been your now that's tricky because do I want to get shot or do I do I want to say no. Um, <laughs> No, if I could have had it my way, I would have still put the messaging out that they put, but I would have put in addition, I would have said, if you are 35 and older, you need to be on melatonin at night. <laughs> you, you need to be on everybody. I would have made everybody get on 10, if 10,000 IU vitamin D. If you're, I would have had everyone's vitamin D levels checked if you could. Um, and I would have made an assumption that if you are dark and you have melanin, you're automatically going on 10,000 IU every single day for like two weeks. And then we can, we can drop it down to maybe 5,000. I would have them do that because, and the reason I'm saying this, and I would have put everyone on a liposomal vitamin C or just a plain vitamin C every single day and a good broad spectrum multivitamin mineral. And I would have said, guess what guys, what you just, what you say, I mean, we have to get back to going with the circadian, the rhythms of the planet. Because let me just tell you, melatonin, and they've they found this in in the research with COVID. The one of the key um, one of the key pieces that causes um, 
the COVID to replicate the virus to become more viral, more contagious within the body, melatonin thwarts that, like, like cuts it off. Mm -hmm. Also, um, vitamin D does something somewhat similar as well. And vitamin D targets the, the lung tissue in particular from preventing viral infections of the lung tissue. But melatonin in general, this is why kids under the age of nine, they have had in the U.S., there's so there's been um, very few fatalities because children have like a hundred times more melatonin than someone in their 80s. And melatonin drops off once they hit like the age of nine, 10, melatonin starts to drop significantly. But like I said, the melatonin, it blocks the viral replication of co coronaviruses, period and specifically also COVID-19. And, and there's research that they've done that it, it's shown it's worked. And so when you get to be about 30, it drops down significantly, but you still have enough melatonin to ward it off. But once you hit 60, 70, 80, the melatonin drops significantly. So this is how you can see just the trend of who's dying and who's like ending up on ventilators or really, really sick. But also melatonin helps to get neuroinflammation down. So one of the things that COVID has done is that it can actually cause this inf inflammation everywhere or in several different organ systems, but particularly in the, uh, in, in the brain. And so it, it helps to prevent that from, from going. So I would have said rest, everyone needs to rest. So even if you got no melatonin, but you started going to sleep within two hours of, of the sun going down. If everybody in the U.S. started doing that today and rising once, your, your melatonin levels would, would naturally start to increase. But I would definitely do supplemental melatonin, vitamin D, a broad spectrum, vitamin mineral, and then some trace minerals. I, and then the uh, I would do that every single day. That's so. So let me ask you this: Does it, with your expertise and everything that you know, you know, it's it's almost I, what I think about is the more you know, like the 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 scarier it gets, right? Like with everything that you know, does that make it harder for you to I don't know to operate, to function, to move, like to go? I'm thinking about just like the grocery store, right? Like you going to the store i would love to just go to the grocery store with you right or you accompany me to the grocery store and as i get ready to get out, i just look over and you're like mm -mm -mm. <laughs> we should get like we should get like here's, here's your billion dollar idea there should be an jetta app right <laughs> where you could go to the grocery store and you enter and that in, and, and, and then it'll be like a okay. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Mm -mm -mm. Right there, you go. Okay. There you go. So that that's my gift to you. Your, your million All right. dollar bare nutrition and herbs app. Right. Get with a developer, and people could go to the grocery store or go to the restaurant or whatever and enter in whatever that it is that you're ready to consume. Yeah, we, we might and you'd be like, mm, yeah, I like, wouldn't do somebody that. Else might 
but we don't we don't want somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's y'all are crazy. You guys are crazy. (laughs) (laughs) No, it is. It's a really good idea. (laughs) And that's a brilliant idea. um, Like you know, the name of the show is uh, uh, Flowers from Natives, Um, and so what we try to do every week is to provide the listeners with some kind of tool, some time, some time, some type of tip that they could apply to their lives immediately. Um, and so you shared a lot of nuggets with us um, already in the broadcast. But before we close, really interested. And in if you have, like, what would be your top three tips, right, to share with people in terms of whether it's eating or, I mean, like you shared stuff about sleep. Like, what would be your top three tips, four or five, whatever that number is, for, for some of the listeners um, that, you know, they could just kind of start to immediately do in their life every day? Um, mm. and, I, and, and, and again, like I know um, you have folks that are coming to pay a service um, to, um, for, for some of this information. So, you know, we're not asking you to give, give out that super confidential information, but just, you know, just some basic things that we could share with some of our listeners. Sure. No, I don't mind sharing what I'm what I share in the program, because the thing about the program, you get information, but that's not that's not that's a part of it. The main part is it's the support and the doing the camaraderie of doing it as a group and having accountability, because I've been doing this for 20 years. And when I do the detox, I get something out of it every single time. I'm like, oh, my gosh, my palate has changed. it's amazing and I've been doing this for 20 years and anyway but I would say my first thing is first and foremost I would um I would start drinking water Mm -hmm. I would make I would do a challenge for my for your myself uh if you can do one solid week if you can go two that's even better one solid week though where you set a timer on your phone at 9 Mm a.m 12 noon three o'clock and six o'clock. And I would drink two cups of water, good quality water. Um, ideally, not out of a plastic bottle. Ideally, if you could get it, you know, uh, reverse osmosis or filtered or something mm-hmm. like that. But even if it's out of a plastic bottle, you know, do it. But um, I would start with that so that I'm drinking eight, eight ounce cups of water today. What if I bought tap water? Um, no, it won't take it won't take get rid of lead or anything like that. Um, <laughs> but at the end of the day, the other big thing this is not part of the pieces, but at the end of the day, just from what I've seen in my twenty years experience, uh, like yeah, I mean, I know you were you were making jokes, but if I if you, we went to the supermarket and I'm like, Mm-mm-mm. at the end of the day, what I have seen though is. People who eat, mm-hmm. period, who just eat. And the more you can eat just real primary source food, the better. But the people who just eat, they do better than people who don't. So if it comes to eating eating or not eating and the, the option to eat is not your ideal organic and blah, 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 the, it's still going to be better just to eat. Go ahead and eat it yeah. because that's going to be better than not eating. I've just seen that hands down over and over again. And then you can finagle and fix, you know, the quality later. Hmm. But I would definitely do water. Mm-hmm. The next thing I would do is I would start to be conscious of how much sugar um, you're taking in mm-hmm. and see if you can do a, a swap out where whatever you eat, 
every single meal, add one cup of some type of uh, brassica group vegetable. And the brassica foods are um, those cruciferous vegetables like cauliflower, broccoli, collards, kale, cabbage, asparagus, Brussels sprouts. I would start every day, if you can drink eight cups of water every day, have one cup of brassica vegetables with your breakfast, your lunch, and your dinner. I would do that for sure. Just see how you feel. You'll be amazed like, oh my God. The water part is key because water acts as an acid or a base. So it will act however your body needs it to act. If your body needs to be a little more of this or a little less of that, that water will do that job. And so a lot of times people, the GI problems people are having to start with, just consistently drinking eight eight ounce cups of water mm. daily can resolve that. I've had I had somebody at my kids' gymnastic place uh, a couple weeks ago. She was like scrambling. She couldn't find her some kind of antacid medicine and she couldn't find it in her purse. And I was like, what's going on? And she so she told me and I thought that I had my uh, I have I usually have GI drops, tinctures and bitters and stuff in my purse, but I had I didn't bring my purse with me when I was dropping them all. And so I told her, I said, okay, so you can't do that. But I said, do this. I said, I want you to drink two cups of water every 15 minutes for the next hour. And then after that, just do a cup of water. Do you know when I came back to her the next day or two days later, she said, oh my God, you saved me. She said, I didn't have to take the medicine and it got my, it got rid of the pain that I normally take my medicine for. And so that the water was just acting she needed more alkaline and so it was doing that job so i would do that so first water and then the second is adding a brassica vegetable with breakfast lunch dinner one cup so three times a day and the last and final thing um i would if you can and i'm thinking of putting a group together for this because i'm i really want to do this i want to start um if you can go to bed within two hours of the sun going down and wake up, if you have the luxury of doing this, waking up when the sun comes up, when your body naturally wakes you up, that's what I would do. Because if you do that, first of all, picture fixing the pH is gonna help fix your adrenals, which then could fix your thyroid. And then fixing the circadian rhythms can fix your how your insulin and all those, all those different hormones and things act. And then adding that three cups of fiber from the brassica family will help detox your body. And if you do it over time like that, every single just step by step, little by little, in a year you will you will feel really a lot better. Listen, I can do two of those three. I can't even get my my kids to sleep within two hours of sunset. So I'm. I know. I know. It's impossible. <laughs> It's impossible, but I, I am going to put some kind of program together. Yeah. And I really would like to be able to like have a prescription that you hand to your your director or whoever at your job that you can say, I'm in this program for two weeks and <laughs> getting my circadian rhythms together. Yeah. And so I have to leave at two o'clock. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> awesome. That's good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> Man, look. I feel like I feel like I went to college and I feel like I failed. Like <laughs> so many changes. I need to make so many changes. Okay. I'm I, I'm I'm gonna be back in I'm gonna be in touch with you, Jetta, about 
about a couple of things. I got to get some some things in order. I'm missing yeah. some stuff. Mm-hmm. The Cruciferous, what, what was the name? Brat, Brassica oh. family. And the, That's both of us, y'all mean. Yeah, um, I'm missing, before we let I'm you missing go some Jetta, stuff. Um, I'm missing some stuff. Please share for the audience um, how people can get in talk, contact with you and learn more about your program and the, and the services that you offer. Sure. So uh, the website is www bear nutrition and herbs and it's bear like the animal b-e-a-r because our goal is to walk the path of the bear bear knows how to fix itself when it's sick knows how to hibernate it can gain and lose weight when it needs to anyway so it's bear Mm. nutrition and herbs that's all one word dot com or you if you want to email me um you can go go to n-k-j-a-r-v-i-s at bnhwellness.com. So that's nkjarvis at bnhwellness.com. And um, if you go to the website, I do have a link on there. You can book a free 15 minute um, consultation. So, you know, I do a free consultation um, if you just want to get like some recommendations for supplements and then we can put you on our um our Bear Nutrition and Herbs Full Scripts Dispensary, where you can always get your supplements at the wholesale price, because it the, some of these things out here are so expensive. You can end up mortgaging your house just trying to get healthy. Yeah. So our goal is to let people have access to the supplements. So it's literally at the wholesale price, and you just you know get it at cost. Um, and then, but also in that consultation, I can you can let me know some of the things that you're trying to achieve and I can tell you what we offer, what kind of programs we have. We have several tiers. So like we have a big one-on-one program. That's a 16 week. If you want, you got the resources and the time I'm one-on-one with you every single week. And we map out, we do a comprehensive assessment. We do the whole nine. Um, Then I have groups that if you don't want that level of intensity, but you still want to get into something, I have a 30 day group. We also have a two, a 14 day group. If you don't want the 30 day, you don't feel like you can commit to that. The two weeks just to jumpstart. And then I also have an ad hoc program where you can just, we play it by ear and we make it work for whatever your, whatever you have going on. So um, yeah, reach out, go on the website, click on the little pink button and book a, a session. Um, and also we do take insurance through the Teladoc, um, platform. So you can, if you go to the website, you can click on where it says we take insurance Mm -hmm. and then see if your insurance provider, um, covers nutrition services. So through that platform, I work with, with some people, we work every single week, um, and they have no copay and we just knock it out and, you know, people, Tell me what they need to work on, GI issues, weight loss, um, anything. Nice. Wow. Wow. And if they mentioned that they heard it from flowers from natives, you know, we're going to have to send you like a whole bunch of bottles of water with like Vaughn's face on it or something like that. They get a free uh, bottle. Don't be making no water that, that we can't about that. <laughs> Somebody going to hold us to it. <laughs> Vaughn, you right there. You can send them the. Just go ahead and um, get Riley to draw a picture or something. Which is by some Perrier water. Drop it yeah. off over at her office. Hey. Yeah. And just call yeah. it a day, right? Yeah. And Jetta, thank, there, thank there, you so much. There we um, go. But... There we go. Man, Vaughn, 
I thought I thought this was the best. I you remember last I think the last time we had an episode, I told you that you you no, were like not one dude, of the deepest so dudes I, I know. Deep. Like you know, I Vaughn my is mind. the deepest. He will never lose that title. Thank you, thank oh you, my goodness. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, we we begged it. We'll we'll agree to disagree yeah. on that. Um, we're gonna have to have have you back though, Angela, because I mean, yeah, we're gonna definitely have to have you back um, for some future future episodes. You you. I would love to come back, and I thoroughly so enjoyed expensive. this. I mean, I'm like I'm really excited about this podcast. Like when you when you told me about, it, I was like, what? This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, you did good. Yeah, us, us and our like ten listeners. Hey, baby steps. You know, we 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 growing. We growing. <laughs> yeah. So so now for sure, for sure, much 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 appreciated. Um, um, we'll we'll be definitely be in touch and and thank, thank you, you kindly. Guys. Thank Take you, care. Thank you, thank you for thank for you, joining us today. All right. Bye bye. All right, Jenna. Bye bye.